WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Tom. And I'm Anja. And this is WCSG Backstage. Well, welcome to WCSG Backstage. This episode, we chat about those things we just don't get enough of, share some tell-me-something-good stories, share ideas for some free things to do, and I've got a deep cut to pass along. So, a recent poll found the top things we don't get enough of include things like sunshine, vacation days, money. What do you say? What do you not get enough of? Anja, how about you lead us off? Yes. Yes all to the all the things. Sunshine, <laughs> vacation days, sleep, truth. money. You know, that is truth. I'll tell you what. I was thinking a lot about oh, what this is and, and the sacrifices that we make to be healthy. You know, I've had quite a journey over decades of how learning how to be healthy and how to eat healthy. And um, it's required me to stop eating a lot of things that I love. But I'll tell you, the one thing I can't let go of and don't want to and don't see any reason to is coffee. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, I love a nice warm cup Mm -hmm. of coffee with a little sweetener and a little creamer. And, you know, uh, that's that's the one thing I just really can't other than that whole list. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I had a friend once tell me, and I believe it's true. It's not just the beverage of coffee. It is the act of coffee. You enjoy brewing your coffee. You enjoy holding it in your hand and doctoring it up the best way. That's why we love coffee so much. It's more than just a beverage. It's an experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. Well, uh, you know, with three kids in the house, I've got uh, three little ones under the age of 12. Uh, It can be pretty loud sometimes. uh, And uh, the the thing that I really think that I'm not getting enough of, that I'd like more of, is quiet time. Mm. Uh, Just maybe taking a walk, uh, meditating on God's word, uh, maybe just soaking in the quiet. Uh, I I realized recently that that is few and far between those moments that I just get to just rest, relax, and just enjoy the quiet. Now, I love my kids. Don't get me wrong. I love my family. (laughs) No one tells that. (laughs) It can be be a loud house sometimes. So uh, just finding those moments of just uh, finding that peace, finding that quiet, uh, I think that's so essential. I mean, just as, just as important as fresh air, sleep, vacation days, those types of things. So uh, that's something I think that I, I don't find enough of, but I'd like to find more of. Well, um, I did my best to try and find something that wasn't on the list that we had shared. Sunshine, vacation days, sleep, money, all that stuff. thought of things like water, vegetables, fruits, and stuff like that. But no matter how hard I tried to find something else, the answer kept coming back to me, and it was just simply sleep. I just yeah. do not yeah. get enough sleep. I uh, have two kids. And uh, the kid thing, when I have them, I enjoy my time with them. But then once they're in bed, I want a little bit of me time. And so I usually end up going to bed quite late. Well, then doing mornings, I have to get up early. So I'm only on average getting anywhere between like five and six hours of sleep a night. Oh, Jeremy. And that's like not enough for anybody to survive (laughs) on. And somehow I make it. I'm amazed you're on two feet right now. I know. I know. (laughs) So yes, it's sleep. Well... Uh, you and I, since we are partners, uh, that was also my my answer was sleep. And uh, unfortunately, usually they say when you know better, you do better. 
And I know better. I know I should get more sleep. But like Jeremy, I've got four kids and they have activities. And when you have kids that are teenagers, like they're not going to go to bed at seven o'clock. No, no. You know, and it's no. like I don't I don't want to be like, oh, you guys put yourselves to bed. But at some point you do kind of have to get to that point. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the same. It is a joy to do mornings, but it does, I think, affect your health in different ways because you just are unable to get that sleep, especially in the winter when um the roads are bad and we don't know how bad they are till we wake up. And it's like, do I give myself an extra <laughs> half an hour, an extra 45 minutes? Yep. And um, so, yeah, hopefully in the future we can remedy that at some point. But is that a cumulative thing, too? I mean, does that build up over time? Like you're just like, oh, man, this well, is, well, this is this one of the day. things that we have talked about is your body is accustomed. So even on the weekend, you still wake yeah. up early. Really? Mine somehow <laughs> is like, hey, it's an opportunity to sleep in. I'm going to sleep in. So I, I, I can kind of make up that deficit there during the week, but uh, I don't know that I ever am ever going to. It's like the national debt. You're never going to get yeah. there. But they, they as say- much as we love doing <laughs> the morning show, like I think we both really enjoy it. Um, we do by, you know, Thursday or Wednesday, like only two more wake ups, only one more wake up. <laughs> they say you can't catch up on sleep. I think that's a dirty lie. I think it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can give it a, good, a good college try. I, 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 though, I, I, exactly. College try. I would be willing. Jeremy, you can sleep in though on the weekends. I can't stay awake through a movie to save my life. Uh-oh. So I do catch it in different spots. Yeah, there you right. go. Naps here and there. I had a friend who said we used to do mornings and she always said that you never get used to waking up early. You just get used to functioning tired throughout yeah. the day. Yeah, yeah, coffee. That. Yeah. that makes sense. And back to coffee. Right. <laughs> Tell me something good. Time to celebrate those good news stories that surround us with Tell Me Something Good. Tom, what story did you bring? Absolutely. Mine is about a homeless man who saved a, a police officer, a homeless man in Houston uh, whose family believed he died, actually, in a stabbing weeks ago, Whoa. has been reunited with him after he appeared on a local news channel for saving the life of a police officer from a fiery crash. His name's Johnny Walker. Apparently, his family's been searching for him in hospitals, morgues, with absolutely no success and uh after that, they, they, they heard that maybe he died in a stabbing. Well, well the 53-year-old homeless man, uh, he's been homeless since 2006. He'd not been in touch with his family for nearly three months, but oh, at wow. least he still has ties with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, though, they learned that their loved one was still alive after seeing him on TV being praised by a good, as a good Samaritan. Apparently what happened is uh, he, he jumped into action uh, to rescue a, a Harris County Sheriff's deputy who was involved in a car crash um, after responding to a robbery at a local CVS. About seven cars were involved in that wow. car crash. Wow. And uh, despite the chaotic scene, uh, he ran toward the deputy's burning car to help, saying he thought the vehicle might actually blow up. Um, he kind of said he was thinking, you know, get to that car before it explodes. Um, he took the officer to the store, checked his neck, um, put his hand uh, over his mouth to see if he was breathing, and he was. So uh, he, he essentially saved that officer's life. I mean, it was a horrible mm. wreck. Um, since the then Walker's family has been uh, helping him with supplies, food, clothes, and things like that. But uh, no word yet on whether or not he's got a home. But wow. uh, definitely mm-hmm. an amazing man. And just running to the middle of that fiery crash to, to rescue someone, uh, that's pretty amazing. Well, nice for his family to have peace of mind that he is well. Right, right. Yeah. And d- doing some amazing things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Well, I'll go next. Uh, mine happened right here in West Michigan. It starts off with a Zealand family. Uh, they decided to go on a vacation to Florida 
uh, but when you have pets, you know you got to find a place for them to go. So they have a dog named Blue, and they <laughs> left Blue with some neighbors. And while they were a thousand miles away in Florida enjoying their time, they got a pretty frantic call from their neighbors saying, "Hey, your dog decided to run away and go on a little adventure." Well, they were pretty helpless where they were at, uh, so they decided to share some Facebook posts and found out that it went viral. Everybody around the community started well, yeah, sharing it. Yeah. They started sharing video footage from their ring doorbell saying, hey, we saw him going down this way. <laughs> and eventually they kind of narrowed it down to the Jenison area. So we went from Zealand wow. to Jenison. Hmm. And uh, they ended up getting in touch with this lady named Mary. And Mary is known for live trapping. And they had found out that this dog was hanging around a house that had some chickens and ducks. So uh, much like maybe we would all be attracted to the Costco rotisserie chicken, she grabbed one of those <laughs> uh, to live trap this dog. It took about 30 minutes and he kind of came around and then got spooked but eventually came back in the middle of the night and they were finally able to track him down and, and get him caught but uh, it was just it seemed like a very cool community event to try and bring Aww. this dog back home and everybody is doing well uh, he is safe but man what a what an adventure to go from town to town like that right absolutely wow. <laughs> oh he was probably so scared yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I kind of wish he had like a GoPro on his right to, to see <laughs> what he had done. Or something to see where he'd gone. I feel like this uh, ring cam Otis. thing, though. I mean, that could be a whole like new not Law and Order series, but something like that. Like trying to keep track of yes. these pets when they disappear through people's security cameras. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think what the owner of the wife of the the dog. Uh, she's not the wife of the dog, but she's the wife that owns the dog. <laughs> the she pet said, owner. Yes, the pet owner. She said, uh, honestly, it really restored some faith in humanity. You uh-huh. know, you feel like the world has been pretty tough uh, the last couple of years so it was really cool to see that we can work together and not be divided over everything nice That's nice. nice good well i'll go next i actually found this gentleman's story on tiktok there's no shame there's no shame no okay there's maybe just a little bit of shame knowing how many hours I spend on TikTok but that's a whole nother thing so Brian Aria he um, actually has been his family has owned a motel at the New Jersey side of the Lincoln Tunnel Mm. and for um, that's in New York City the other side of New York City so um, for years he actually wanted to be an actor but he was working for his family at night and um, so he got to know the community and you know the area and that sort of thing So when the pandemic hit, his acting career, you know, went down. But he noticed that there were so many homeless people in so many places that they couldn't find shelter because of the pandemic. And because the motel obviously has rooms and, you you know, you can separate uh, easily. He started um, just helping people in have giving them places to stay hmm. and he also created his tiktok series using his acting skills to do so and one of the things that he did he decided that he was going to start asking for people to donate so rather than simply saying you know um a free room for you he he did a different um offering of accommodations at no charge without viable housing but it snowballed it snowballed on tiktok and he actually sent up aria's Amazon wish list Mm. and he directed people there it has been maxed out with generous donations from supporters nationwide Mm. he says that the winter's chill set in the temperatures began to fall the motels 
Pay It Forward Brigade rose to the challenge, and about the time the thermometer tipped that chilly 80 degrees, the city's efforts, um, one anonymous donor dropped off about 20 homemade care packages with all the necessities for everybody. It's really something fun to watch because the homeless people that he helps shelter at his hotel, um, they turn around and help by keeping up the hotel you know when the weather's nicer and that sort of thing because it is something that he now does year round he says (laughs) he says now the slogan of the new jersey motel is we'll leave the light at the end of the tunnel on that's kind of sweet (laughs) nice Uh, well my story has to do with a former nfl player i don't follow football closely but i do follow stories that are like hey you did something really cool with your life Uh, his name is jared veld here and he grew up in west michigan played football for like Forest Hills Northern, ended up um, going on to play for several different teams in the NFL, finally retired from the Packers. And he got home and he's like, all right, I want to spend some time with my kids because I've been on the road and I haven't been able to see them a whole lot. And he noticed that the school where his kids attend is St. Paul the Apostle right on Burton in Grand Rapids. Um, They did not have a lunch person. And so he's like, I can do that. He has background in nutrition and he thought it would be a great way to spend time with his kids. And so he is now in charge of the lunch program at the school. And so every month he comes up with a whole menu. He does the shopping. He does the cooking. He even goes as far as doing like theme days, like German Day, and he'll wear lederhosen and educate these kids (laughs) on where their food comes from. And it's so much more than just, you know, dropping chicken nuggets in the fryer or getting some out of the freezer. Like he's really trying to like broaden their horizons a little bit. And because he's a cool guy, the kids will try the food. Right. If it was just mom or dad saying you need to try this, they're not doing it. But he's like, you know, I'm prepared that just for you would be really special to me if you tried it. And these kids are trying new foods and it's gone so well that some of the parents are like, can I pay the three fifty for the day and come eat lunch there? Because it's way better than the lunch I could even get at my local fast food place. I was just going to say, can we? go yeah can I mean we, uh, can we go <laughs> I'm sure there would have to be some sort of like background check or something but yeah, um, just really neat to see a need and fill a need with talents that he already had and it's just really been a blessing for him and for the kids as well that's great so. I went to CCD at St. Paul oh really yeah yeah nice that's- a great church. You go back as an alum yeah. and be like, hey, can I participate in your lunch program? Yeah. My, mom, my mom still goes there. So. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Well, we're well into the new year and perhaps you're trying to be a little budget conscious. Uh, let's help out a little. What is your favorite thing to do that doesn't cost a thing? Uh, Amanda... What do you think? Well, aside from taking a nap, um, yeah. that's, that's not super exciting. <laughs> sure. Um, I, I think because of the pandemic and my kids getting a little bit older, we really have started liking playing card games oh, and yeah. like board games, ones that we have around the house. My youngest is 10 and he has really taken a love to Monopoly. However, I... It's long. It's it's like a ticking time bomb. At some point, it explodes. Yes, yes. And there have been games where he gets all pouty and upset because mom understands that when you own all four railroads, you're going to win. You know, and he doesn't quite understand those things yet. But it's just been a lot of fun. Um, Even just going to that little section in Meyer where the Uno is or the, you know, standard deck of cards. They have a lot of different card games there. And it's like you just take a few minutes, learn how to play it, and it can give you lots of 
lots of hours of enjoyment that are not in front of a screen. So yeah, we just ordered throw throw burrito. We haven't played oh, yeah, it yet, yeah. but I hear that's a lot of fun. Yep. It's kind of like a card game, but also like a dodgeball game. Yes. <laughs> so uh, those two tied together. So my nephews have that one and they yeah. really like it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I kind of started with that as an idea, but then I thought if you have to spend money on it, then it might not be free. Okay. But if you already own them, then yes, sure. of course. Uh, so I would agree with you. The board games and the card games definitely have ramped up in the last couple of years in our household. Um, but the one free thing that you don't really have to buy anything for was hiking. Uh, oh. Really found a love of hiking, going out to various trails, found a great app that provides you with some great resources to find great trails around the West Michigan area. But then over Christmas break, had a chance to go on vacation and actually was able to use it there and find some beautiful and spectacular places in the Smoky Mountains where you got to see some waterfalls and just, just lovely places. And it wow. just gives you a chance to absorb some beauty. You get out for some exercise and you just fresh air is a good thing to have as well. So highly, highly recommend getting out for a hike. Even if you walk slow, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think an easier question for, for me would have been, what is your favorite thing to do that costs a whole lot of money? Oh, right. Because so much costs <laughs> so much. But uh, something we really started doing, I, I think, in the pandemic and have really enjoyed doing is just heading to downtown Rockford and just walking around, oh, yes. walking uh, over the dam. There's a there's a nice path over there. And uh, just walking around downtown, they kind of closed the, the downtown off for, for a while there. And uh, you could just walk on the city streets. There were uh, there were uh, fire pits all over the place. So it's really a beautiful area. And, and Rockford has really uh, lended itself to to being friendly to people who just want to walk around and just enjoy enjoy the the little burg of Rockford. So that's something we've been enjoying. Uh, doesn't cost a penny, but uh, it really is a fun thing to do. Kind of like you, you just you just take in that fresh air, yeah. Jeremy, and you just you just enjoy the great outdoors. I'm sure, it's probably well decorated for the holidays too. Man alive, they did Beautiful. it up. It was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it sure was. No joke. So. I'm a people person, like I and I really am. I, I love talking and, and sharing and engaging with people. And years ago, I had a life group um, that we met once a week of women from church, and um, it taught me how to be a hostess mm. and how to just open my home and and really care for people. Mm. And I'm so thankful for that time. But those women are still friends of mine. Mm -hmm. So I got to tell you, the one thing that I love doing is just having friends pop by. You know, it happened last night. I didn't even, and they know not even to call. Most of my friends know <laughs> that, you know, drive by if there's a light on, come on mm -hmm. in. And that happened just last night. And I thought, what a wonderful, I'm so thankful to be able to have um, not only friends that are comfortable doing that, but being able to just stop everything that we're doing and sit and just talk mm -hmm. and no screens no you know nothing fancy just maybe a little dinner a little cheese and just you know sit and talk for mm -hmm. hours and I just love I love those kind of relationships and I'm very thankful to have them it's funny because when we hear a knock at the door that we don't expect we all just hide yes agreed <laughs> <laughs> it's what always you definitely trying to sell me most of my friends don't even knock yeah. so and that's okay too you know Aww. <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
Well, thanks for listening to WCSG Backstage. You can help get the word out about the WCSG Backstage podcast by rating, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. Learn more at WCSG.org. Search the keyword backstage. As always, time to wrap up with a deep cut. Jeremy, I've been trying to dig this out of you all week. What did you bring? Well, it's always a little bit of a struggle to find new music. You spend so much time around it. Sometimes I palate cleanse with things like podcasts or audiobooks. So I haven't had my uh, finger too much on the pulse of music, but uh, we have been enjoying a lot of music from Chris Tomlin and Friends, that album that came out a couple years ago. He did it with a bunch of country music friends of his like Lady A, Thomas Red, uh, Florida Georgia Line, but he also released a few songs with some WCSG artists like Bear of Need to Breathe, uh, We the Kingdom, and we didn't know it at the time, but new WCSG artist Blessing Offer. And so when I was trying to figure out what my deep cut would be, uh, he just released a new song on WCSG called Brighter Days, and once I heard it, I wanted to do a little more investigation as who is this guy? Where did he come from? He had quite a journey starting in Nigeria, eventually came to the U.S. for medical treatment for his vision. He did a stint on NBC's The Voice. Uh, He's legally blind, which from a creative music process uh, standpoint, just is very fascinating Mm -hmm. to me how Mm -hmm. how your senses might be amplified for that or, you know, what Mm -hmm. that does for you. So um, he became really intriguing with me. Um, And so he is on Chris Tomlin's own record label. And because of that relationship, he's done some stuff with Chris Tomlin, including that Chris Tomlin and Friends album. So they have a song called Tin Roof. And when I saw that, I was like, that is the most ridiculous song for a like worship or Chris Tomlin song. What does this all mean? And so uh, the title alone just kind of intrigued me when I dug into it. The song is about this idea of like, we imagine heaven to be all these beautiful things, all these wonderful things. But at the end of the day, we just kind of want it to be just rain on a tin roof. And this idea of just washing away our sorrow, washing away our Mm -hmm. sadness, washing away our sins, and just getting it to its basics, even though it will be magnificent, just focusing on how simple that is. And Mm -hmm. so I just really appreciate appreciated the visual of that. Um, so I thought I would bring that as our deep cut this time. So it's Chris Tomlin featuring Blessing Offer. The song is called Tin Roof. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Tom. I'm Anja. And this is WCSG Backstage. Maybe the streets are gold and there's a table with plenty room. Maybe we don't grow old and we got nothing to lose. There's a choir when you walk through Oh, but I pray heaven is like rain on a tin roof Maybe the sun don't set and the waters don't rise Maybe we don't forget how to laugh like a child Washing away, washing away my sorrows, giving me faith, giving me faith to follow. 